You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What a world! Welcome and all to another episode of The Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's blog and theboys.com. My name is RJ Ocho. You know me, of course, from BTB and from Riders, your humble host on The Ocho. It is Thursday, the third day, April 21st, 2022. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that you're excited because one week from today is when it all begins. That's right, seven days from now. Shout out Monica Geller. Seven, the two. 2022 NFL Draft begins. The Dallas Cowboys, of course, hold the 24th overall pick, the 56th overall pick, the 88th overall pick, so on and so forth, uh, as things stand, at least as of about 4 p.m. Central Time on Wednesday, the 20th. Uh, the Cowboys hold nine selections. And I say that because anything can and likely will change. The draft is a funny beast, and uh, <laughs> it's a crazy time of year, which is uh, kind of the, the genesis for today's episode. But before we jump into it, I do want to let you know our plans for the draft as far as coverage. Uh, we'll, of course, have all sorts of articles and analysis and discussion uh, at the site, bloggingtheboys.com. If you don't check it out, wow, that really hurts. But please do. Uh, we'll have recaps of every pick, grades, everything you can imagine, everything under the sun. We will have live shows basically throughout the entire draft. You can see me there, of course, and everybody uh, throughout the Blog and the Boys staff will have people coming in and coming and going and special guests, hopefully. Uh, you can hang out with us live on the Blog of the Boys YouTube channel, the Blog of the Boys Facebook page, and I believe the Blog of the Boys Twitch channel. So uh, whichever your cup of tea is, we will have three different ways that you can consume the same show in a live video capacity. Hang out, comment with us. We'll have some fun. Uh, we'll have some good times and hopefully celebrate the Dallas Cowboys drafting players that will help them win the Super Bowl. We will, of course, turn those around and podcast them for you if you do want to listen to them after the fact. We will also every morning after the draft, so Friday morning after the first round, Saturday morning after rounds two and three, and Sunday morning after rounds four through seven, as well as undrafted free agency, have recap shows with different people again throughout the blog and the boys staff. Uh, so we'll have videos, podcasts. We'll also have individual videos for you uh, surrounding each Dallas Cowboys draft pick on the YouTube channel, those separate from the live shows. Uh, if it isn't obvious, we've been planning this for a long time. So we're very excited. Everybody's been working very hard. Everybody's going to have a, a good time. And, and we hope that you're there to, to have it with us. And, and like I said, the Cowboys have nine picks as of now, but who knows what's going to happen because uh, when Wednesday brought with it a new, I wouldn't say a new set of rumors or really a new rumor, but just new conversation. And I don't know that I think it's really going to go anywhere. Um, but um, let's just let's just get into it. So, and again, just for the purposes of uh, full context, I'm putting this together about 4 p.m. Wednesday. I always tell you that because this is the time of year where things change a lot. You know, trades and signings and whatever. Um, and on the subject of trades, on uh, on Wednesday about lunchtime, I was making an egg sandwich. If you're curious, uh, ESPN's Jeff Darlington reported that Debo Samuel. Uh, San Francisco 49ers wide receiver slash running back, which is an important uh, notation here, does not want to play for Frisco 
anymore. Nah, coldest winter of my life, summer I spent in San Francisco. Debo doesn't want that anymore in his life. Um, Debo wants out, and Debo has reportedly wanted to get paid. Uh, the wide receiver market this offseason has exploded across the NFL. Shout out to the Jacksonville Jaguars paying Christian Kirk and kind of breaking everything. After that, the Green Bay Packers did trade Devontae Adams to the Las Vegas Raiders. He got a new deal. And then, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs traded Tyree Kill to the Miami Dolphins, where he got paid as well. Uh, we have also, by the way, seen the Buffalo Bills pay Stephon Diggs, who was already on their team. Um, and so wide receivers are seeing what each other are getting paid. And like everything else, the market, etc., rises and rises and rises. And so Debo wants to get paid. But uh, according to reports, he does not want to be used as a running back anymore. And who can blame him? I mean, that's a, a volatile position. It's why, you know, the running backs don't matter argument happens all the time. It's it's a battle of attrition and you can seemingly find other players to play it at a lower cost and and that's the business of football which is what this is kind of about uh but Debo doesn't want to play for San Francisco which means he could be playing for somebody else sometime soon uh, I'm excited by the way to talk to my friend Rob Stats Guerrero about this uh Rob covers the 49ers for us at SB Nation he and I do a show together every Thursday so that has actually come out the t- uh, today the day you're listening to this over on the SB Nation NFL show that show is called The Look Ahead if you want to listen I can and promise you we're going to talk about this uh, because Debo seemingly is somewhat connected to the Dallas Cowboys because why wouldn't he be Von Miller free agent throws out the Cowboys boom gets paid Zedarius Smith free agent throws out the Cowboys boom gets paid Stephon Diggs who we mentioned I wrote about this by the way uh, Trayvon Diggs his younger brother tweeted out oh man it sure would be fun to you know play with my brother and we talked about that here on the show boom Stephon gets paid look I know we've all had words, we've all been negative at times about the Cowboys. I'm not trying to be negative. This is just a statement of fact. The Dallas Cowboys are thrown out in these moments and situations a lot simply as leverage. You you need some attention on you, throw out the Cowboys name, the Cowboys brand, number one most valuable team in the world in all the professional sports. That will get some attention on you and then you'll get what you want from somebody else. For Von Miller, it was the Buffalo Bills. For Zedarius Smith, it was the Baltimore Ravens. And then it was the Green Bay Packers. Then it was Baltimore Ravens. Then it was the Minnesota Vikings. For Stephon Diggs, it was the Buffalo Bills. For Bobby Wagner, it was the Los Angeles Rams ultimately. I mean, if your name is connected to the Cowboys, you are going to get paid in some way shape or form so maybe that's what's happening here with Debo Samuel uh you may have seen this uh, we wrote about this and I made a TikTok about this that's right oh yeah I think my username on TikTok is rj.ochoa I can't say that for certainty because I'm still trying to understand the platform. But if you want to follow me there, uh, we are going to try to do some things uh, over on the uh, the TikTok machine. Uh, myself, um, RJ Ochoa, and Blogging the Boys. We do have an account for the site as well, so uh, going to be working on that. We have some fun plans for there throughout the draft, also. But um, but so I made a TikTok uh, about Debo's tweet or really not tweet but Debo Samuel liked a tweet and as we all know in our day and age that I mean that's as official as it gets so there was a tweet from a Twitter user Shane underscore 2104 so shout out to you Shane you uh, set up the content machine on Wednesday Uh, the tweet says man you look awesome wearing blue and silver with a star on your helmet and then Shane tagged Debo on Twitter there was a photo included uh, a photoshop uh, image of Debo wearing a Cowboys uniform and obviously number 19 which is technically vacant uh, and CD Lamb in the background they have been associated with one another CD and Debo from their time at the Pro Bowl and just kind of friendly with one another so that is also kind of a subplot to all this but Debo liked that tweet so the inference here is that Debo 
by liking the tweet, agrees with the proposition that he would look good in blue and silver with a star on his helmet, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, yeah, could that happen? I don't know. I, I really don't think so. Um, it, it seems like it's going to take a lot for a would-be team to acquire Debo Samuel. This is just kind of the latest, you know, drop in the NFL pool of action over this offseason. This offseason's obviously been wild and crazy and all sorts of trades and movement and whatnot. Uh, for what it's worth, our friends at DraftKings, by the way, DraftKings does sponsor the SB Nation NFL show, so you're aware. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook has odds live in Colorado for where Debo ends up this season. So again, those li- those odds specifically uh, in the state of Colorado. The 49er is the leader in the clubhouse. Uh, I guess not really the clubhouse. They kind of are the clubhouse, but uh, minus 205. So the heavy favorites uh, for where Debo Samuel will play this year. It's, it's possible he returns. It's possible this is just a ploy uh, for Debo to get the bag, so to speak, from the Niners. Um, the team with the second best odds, according to DraftKings, the New York Jets. The Jets were reportedly very in on Tyreek Hill and lost out. The Jets do have t- uh, two picks in the top 10 of this year's draft. So they do have the ammunition and the capital to go acquire somebody like Debo Samuel or Tyreek Hill, obviously. Or they could just draft a wide receiver if they prefer to go that route but obviously Debo is a known quantity but you do have to pay him that is a process obviously involved here the team with the third best odds this will upset you because you're probably thinking like well I knew the Jets were you know in on this but you know Cowboys are third right wrong the team with the third best odds according to DraftKings to trade for Debo Samuel the Philadelphia Eagles plus 1,000. I don't think I said the Jets are plus 450. Uh, so yeah, Eagles uh, in the mix. They have two picks in the top 20, obviously. We know how Roseman loves to trade. We know the Eagles are in the market for wide receivers. They took Jalen Rager in the first round in 2020. They took Devontae Smith uh, in the first round last year. They could very well take a wide receiver in the first round with one of their two picks this year. Uh, something that Brandon Gatton and I talk a lot about on the NFC East mixtape. So we'll see. Fourth in odds. You're probably thinking, okay, RJ, right. Eagles fine and they have the draft catalog but Cowboys are next right wrong the New England Patriots plus 1600 the Chicago Bears also plus 1600 after that the Baltimore Ravens are plus 1800 and then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at plus 2000 the Chiefs also at 2000 as are the Chargers and the Titans the Buffalo Bills and Green Bay Packers and Cleveland Browns are all plus 2500 I'm just reading the numbers to you I know you're upset the New Orleans Saints are plus 3,000, as are the Atlanta Falcons, the Indianapolis Colts, the Miami Dolphins, who already traded for Tyreek Hill, and yes, our Dallas Cowboys. So, do the the fact that, or is the fact that these odds are, are so long for the Cowboys enough proof for us to know that Dallas isn't going to do this? No, the odds mean nothing. They're just odds. I think if we are who we are, which is a bunch of smart people, right? Like we are all smart Dallas Cowboys fans. We know, right? We know better than to get our hopes up, you know, about this, which was the kind of, uh, you know, sort of inspiration for the TikTok I put together. But, um, this just this this isn't going to happen, right? This is this isn't going to happen for the Cowboys, and 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 I don't think that the Cowboys should be criticized for this, um, I, because I think that people are are lining up. And again, I know I've been hard on the Cowboys myself this offseason, but I think that I I think we have sort of overcorrected the criticism of the Cowboys. The team is 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 due, right? Like by all means, like let's sit here, let's have real talks about them, let's you know legitimately criticize the things that they have done wrong. There is more than enough room to do that, but they are not like the worst organization to ever live, which is how they're treated sometimes on Twitter. And I thought there was a great conversation about this last week on Riled Up. You get a new episode of Riled Up by the way later on today with uh, with Roy White and Tom Ryle. But last week's, which featured Jeff Cavanaugh from all over the place, uh, check out his YouTube channel as well. Subscribe there uh, and all. 
the podcasts he's doing now as well. Uh, but I loved Jeff's, you know, sort of perspective on this in that, you know, the Cowboys have had some successes. And I really agree with this. I, I agree that if not for devastating, effectively season-ending injuries for their quarterbacks, basically in the last 16 years, they have been in the mix. I know that that does not translate into a Super Bowl title. I know that that's not enough. I know that's not the standard. That's not what I'm trying to say. But if you look back, I, I think that there are, are landmark years in NFL history, and I think that 2006 was one of them. That was the first year that Roger Goodell took over as commissioner. That was the first year of Monday Night Football being on ESPN, and that was the first year of Sunday Night Football being on NBC in the current iteration that we know. By the way, we got news on that, official news at least. Uh, Mike Tirico, Chris Collinsworth, and Melissa Stark the new Sunday Night Football broadcast. So um, that's a landmark year. And I like to look back on that as a point in, in Cowboys history because that was the year that Tony Romo took over as the full-time starter. Obviously, that happened you know midway through the season, incidentally, on Monday Night Football. And so if we look at the Cowboys just since then, and I realized that there, you know, at that point had been 11 years since they had won a, a Super Bowl um, coming off the 95 season. But 2006, they were a playoff team. They were a wild card team. You can argue they should have won the division. They should have beat Detroit and John Kitna, of all people. Uh, but they didn't. They were a wild card team. 2007, 13-3, number one seed in the NFC. 2008, 9-7, they lost the final game of the year uh, in embarrassing fashion, 44-6, but they were in the mix. 2009, when the division went a playoff game for a season at what was then Cowboy Stadium, now AT&T Stadium. 2010, Tony Romo gets hurt. The whole season's broken. Any season's going to be broken when your quarterback goes down, save for some very particular exceptions in NFL history. 2011, 12-13, 8-8, 8-8, 8-8, go to NFC East title games in Week 17. They lose all three of them to all three division rivals. That was very embarrassing, but that was a time where Jason Garrett was building the team in his image. I'm not trying to give them credit or slack or anything like that, but that's, you know, that doesn't make them a dumpster fire. 2014, everything kind of clicks and comes together. The offensive line, Zach Martin's the final infinity stone, DeMarco Murray, Dez is at the peak of his powers, Tony Romo's at the peak of his powers. You know, they should have gone to the NFC Championship game. I'm not somebody who believes they win that Super Bowl. I do think that they win that title game and at least get to the Super Bowl. And I think that would have affected our perception of the team in the here and now, even if they had lost to New England and Arizona. Uh, 2015, Romo gets hurt. They go 1-11 without him. I mean, you know, that was never going to be enough. 2016, incredible run, 13-3 again, number one seed in the NFC. 2017, they finished 9-7, and missed the playoffs, technically were out of the mix, you know, in week 16. So they did play a meaningless game in week 17. Um, that season was kind of plagued um, by the will he won't be suspended situation with Zeke. Again, I'm not trying to give them a pass. But if you recall, if you've been watching the Cowboys, at least for five years, you remember how tenuous that situation was just from trying to follow it, let alone obviously the Cowboys trying to, to live and operate through it. 2018, they went about it the wrong way. And they acknowledged that I don't think we give them enough credit for very quickly identifying, you know what, this sucks. We're three and four. We need help. And they traded for Amari Cooper. They lost their first game without him. Uh, again, incidentally, on Monday Night Football, that was Jason Witten's return um, as a broadcaster before he actually returned. And then they ripped off five wins in a row, and it was a lot of fun. And then 2019, that's the one year that I really think they deserve a lot of credit for. Like that, that team was bad, and that was the team that you know Michael Bennett, you know, ripped apart in the locker room after they lost on Thanksgiving to the Bills. That was, I think, the first indication that you know 
there there was some quid or however you want to put it 2020 I don't think that they would have been good I, I don't think they would have been a playoff team I know the division was so bad so maybe they would have won it anyway but there were problems in 2020 even before Dak got hurt but Dak got hurt and obviously the pandemic and whatnot uh, and then last year everything kind of came together again and so the point with that long story is they're not the worst team in the NFL, and that is their perception sometimes. They are treated like they are the Lions or the Jaguars or the way the Browns used to be, and so. but they're also not one of the very best teams in the NFL. I realize they are not on the cutting edge of different thoughts and movements and whatnot as far as putting together a roster and coaching and things like that, and so they're somewhere not quite in the middle, but they're between the middle and the very good. Um, and they kind of float, you know, from the bottom to the top there in that space. And that's frustrating. They call, you can call it purgatory if you want. Uh, you can call it Exile Island. Again, I'm putting this together on Wednesday. Survivor tonight, baby. Um, but so to get back to the point that started this conversation, I don't think it's fair to kill them for not trading for Debo, assuming they don't end up doing that. If they do, then, you know, depending on compensation, it's all contingent upon that, the price that's paid. Um I, I mean, you know, I would be fine with it. I would love if they traded for Debo Samuel again. If they mortgage the future or something, it would be a little bit insane. But on the subject of that, I don't think that right now I would want to be a Raiders or a Dolphins fan. And I like the Raiders. I think they're cool. And, like, I love the, the historical factor associated with that team and whatnot. And I, I, I do kind of like Derek Carr. That's a whole different conversation. But my point is I would not want to give up premium draft capital and pay a wide receiver, which is what the Raiders and the Dolphins had to do to get Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill. You know, that that is the price or the neck of the woods of the price that people are throwing out in conversations about Debo and whatnot. And, you know, you get to a point where you have this conversation, you have this debate with people, and somebody somebody will invariably say, well, you know, Debo's not worth it. Terry McLaurin's not worth it. AJ Brown's not worth it. Whoever, you know, whatever, you know, receiver you're talking about in that moment, I hit my watch on my desk. So that was that, that noise. I got scared that I cracked it or something. Thank goodness I didn't. But Nobody's worth it. Nobody's worth that. That's a huge price to pay when you factor in the, the resources that you have to give up, the draft picks that you have to give up. And so, you know, there's also a, you know, thought that, um, you know, wide receivers, the new running back. I think that's a, a, a that's also kind of an overcorrection. It's an overstatement. It's a bit hyperbolic, but I get that line of thought. I don't think that I want to go that route as far as committing myself so much to the wide receiver position. And so in that very, very small way, I understand where the Cowboys are coming from and getting rid of Amari Cooper. Now, I think that Amari was already on the team, so you should have found a way to utilize him, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Plus, you know, the Debo thing, I think he's an awesome wide receiver just if you use him as a wide receiver. But what makes him so lethal is his usage all over the place, and he doesn't want to play that way anymore. And so I don't think the Cowboys need to be in the mix here. And again, if they trade for him, I'll pretend I never said this and I'll be super hyped. But I mean, all kidding aside, I don't think that them not trading for Debo Samuel is proof that they are the worst front office to ever live. Um, so, hey, you know, call that optimism, call it realism, call it whatever you want. But um, I don't think Debo Samuel's getting traded to the Cowboys. It'd be fun. It'd be weird to just like hand him 19 right away. I always think that's weird. Like, you know, not that Drew Locke was to the Broncos what Amari Cooper was to the Cowboys, but like, you know, the old quarterback leaves, the new quarterback comes in, just like takes over the number three. It's just like, whoa, dude wasn't even cold you know what I mean uh so 
It is what it is. But uh, yeah, one week from now, the 2000, not now, I mean, depending on when you listen to this, but one week from today, the 2022 NFL Draft begins. We're going to have so much coverage for you all throughout the Blog of the Boys universe. So make sure you subscribe right here to the Blog of the Boys podcast network, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple devices, Spotify. If you can leave a rating and write a review, those things help us out so much. Subscribe to the Blog of the Boys YouTube channel. Like us on Facebook. I think it's subscribing or follow whatever it is on Twitch. Uh, Like I said, we're going to be there as well. Check out blogoftheboys.com if you want to hit me up i am on twitter and instagram at rj ochoa my dms are open um as mentioned i am on tiktok as i move my chair uh, armrest thing uh at rj.ochoa i believe I, somebody took the name rj ochoa how dare you whoever did that but uh email is more your speed rj.ochoa at sbnation.com i hope you have the best day ever i'm talking the greatest thursday of all time you know why because you Deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.